This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, stackers in Des Moines, Iowa, and in Minneapolis, I am coming to see you, not them, you, and I wanted to add something here from the editing bay before we press play on today's episode. I am going to be in Minneapolis on July 17th. That is true. We also know I'll be at Prize Brewing now, P-R-Y-E-S. That is in Minneapolis, stackybenjamins.com slash Minneapolis to go to our Eventbrite to sign up. But you know what? If you can't make it to the Eventbrite and at the last minute you got nothing to do, just come on and say hi. I would love to reprise what we did last year in Minneapolis. It was so much fun. 6.30 p.m., prize brewing, July 17th. Then July 18th, Des Moines. My friend Adam Carroll, who has that fantastic TEDx video that millions of people watch where he played uh, Monopoly against his kids. Adam said, go to Global Brew. I said, okay, let's go to Global Brew. I left them a message. Found out the place is huge. Said, yeah, we could just have a meet up there. Found out this morning, it is closed. It's closed forever. So as of right now, we're going to be at Peace Tree Brewing on Tuesday, July 18th, Des Moines. Peace Tree Brewing on July 18th. Hope you can join me on Tuesday as I make my way back home. All right. Uh, StackingBenjamins.com slash Des Moines, by the way, for that. I will be coming to other places around the United States later, stackers. But for now, I'm coming to your ears with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a big show, a real big shoe. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and let's get reproductive. Wait, that's probably not right. Oh, it's productive. Honest mistake or maybe wishful thinking. Either way, today our panel breaks down the best productivity hacks picked by the internet. Our panelist of honor or contractual obligation is none other than host of the Earn and Invest podcast, Doc G. Plus, the woman who puts the pro in productivity, Paula Pant. And straight from the People's 2021 Sexiest Man Alive, it's Paul Rudd. Nah, he couldn't make it. He's filming yet another Ant-Man. Here to try and take his place as our own 
OG, who we think sometimes as the can't man, but same thing, right? That's not all. Halfway through the show, I'll share my clean-cut trivia question that's sure to take our panelists by storm. And now, a guy who knows something about hacks, it's Joe Salcia. Let me be the first one to say happy weekend to you, everybody. I am Joe Salcia. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter. Doug, nice open. Good way to get the weekend started. How are you, man? Uh, merci beaucoup. <laughs> That's good. That, is that foreshadowing? Are you foreshadowing something that we may talk about the later? Only. Maybe. Foreign language word, I know. Let's go ahead and say hello to our panel who's going to talk about productivity and hacking productivity this fine Friday. Mr. OG is here. You're a productive dude today, aren't you? Today? Yes. I have done three things today. <laughs> he said begrudgingly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he, he wanted to do two, I'm but he got done with three. Yes. Because he's so productive. And the woman who is always productive on a Friday, I'm sure, Paula Pant is here. That's giving me a lot of credit, but today I have been unusually more productive than usual. What's up with I, that? It's a redundant statement. Usually I know. more productive um, than usual, productive usual. The Department of the Redundancy Department would like to work with you. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> I think precisely is the good word there, Paula. And here back for a limited engagement again, Mr. Doc G's here. How are you, dude? I'm good. This might be the most productive thing I do all week. <laughs> That's fantastic. Ooh. If that is, I feel bad for you. Anybody who's listened to a Friday episode of the Stacky Benjamin Show knows that um, we have an hour of good productivity, but then we're done. So that's it. And that's how I like it. An hour a day, an hour a week. That's perfect. It is fantastic. We're going to go through this list of 50 productivity hacks. Then we're going to get our panelist productivity hacks because you guys are all very productive people. But before that, Doc, you know, I was thinking that, um, you know, when you're when you're prescribing medicine to people, do you ever sit them down and maybe talk to them about, well, about this? This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And then, Joe, I swear to God, I said, you don't put the pill there. It's for your mouth. But he looked at me and he said, Doc, you got me all wrong. What I actually did with the pill is this. Hey, Staggers, this is Military Appreciation Month. You know what that means. We are recognizing all of our stackers in the audience. My good friend, Nords, Doug Nordman, who uh, some of you may know, he is a writer in personal finance. He's a guy I'd like to do a shout out to. He is such a giving member of the FIRE community, the Financial Independence Retire Early community. Uh, Nords will do anything for you. It's just, I think some of that comes from his time on a submarine, like my nephew Colin, who's on a submarine right now, and all the work that uh, he did there. Just a super giving member of the community. And you know what? Uh, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate their members who go above and beyond, not this month, but every month, 
Navy Federal offers members only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Here's one of their offers in honor of Military Appreciation Month. Join and get $50 when you open a credit card. Of course, you want to have your whole debt strategy planned out, don't you? Don't just go open a credit card willy-nilly, as mom says. Uh, here's a disclaimer. You got to join, open your membership savings account between May 1st and May 31st. So get on it stackers. Annual percentage yield is a 0.25% for membership savings account, $5 minimum balance to open, maintain your membership savings account to obtain the bonus. Visit navyfederal.org for full terms and conditions. That's just one of the things they have a 24 seven help for their us based service members. They have resources all over the place. Head to navyfederal.org dot org for full terms conditions and other offers navy federal is insured by ncua equal housing lender wow they did that i swear to god and the runny nose went away right away (laughs) (laughs) your your mileage may vary i wonder if that's going to be where they put the moink ad for the for the bacon (laughs) i don't (laughs) you just wonder We've got Doc G here. Uh, we've got OG. We got Paula. We got Doug. We're talking about hacks, productivity hacks. So let's move. This piece comes to us from uh, what is it? Best fifty hacks.co. Yes, appropriately named, and uh, they have three things on here. They've got their top hacks the newest hacks and the hot hacks and you can go there and vote if you want we'll have the link in our show notes and then things get upvoted so paula let's start with the number one thing on this list that the internet has voted on 20 almost 2200 people at the time of this recording this say that showering in the morning is the number one hack on their list is that the number one hack (laughs) you're looking like uh no not even remotely first of all i i Personally, I mean, to each their own, I have never been a morning shower person. I want to shower at night because I've got sunblock on, as one should, and you want to get the sunblock off your skin before you go to bed. So nighttime showering, best way to go. Doc G, you think a shower in the morning, gray heck? So I tend to shower in the morning because it wakes me up, but I'll tell you those days that I don't shower in the morning, I smell so bad, everyone leaves me alone, I get a lot done. I mean, I, no, one, no one bugs me, they stay away, I'm good. The don't shower hack works for you. Oh, gee, ever do the cold shower thing? Because, you know, you see all the medical studies that say mm. that ice cold shower kind of gets your uh, body moving. Yeah, no, no interest in that whatsoever. Yeah, that's not me. I'm, I'm a double shower like at night and in the morning. Shower with people? That's just called a 30 minute shower. That would be great, too. <laughs> but no, I got to do the wake up in the morning thing right away, unless I'm going right to the gym, which is <laughs> never. Um, but then I'm like, Paula, I don't want to go to bed stinky. Like I'm, I just, I got sunblock everywhere. I do like though, OG, sticking with you, the number two one on this list, don't multitask. I think that's a great like anti-hack, isn't it? Well, I mean, I guess they say statistically you can't do it, right? Your brain can only think of one thing at a time. And every time you try to change subjects, you lose the efficiency that you're on i believe that that's that's a good one i find i I find that one difficult though to to buy by i mean i get that i should do one thing at a time but i have a very active brain like uh paulette who paula filled in for you for nine months we both have add and it's just hard to Mm -hmm. turn it off are you able to to stay pretty focused on a single task oh i cannot multitask if so if two tasks both demand the same skill like they both demand cognition 
absolutely not can't multitask. But if there are two tasks that demand different skills, so for example, walking on a treadmill and listening to an audiobook, I can walk and listen at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Don't like to brag, <laughs> but... I was thinking smoking a cigar and drinking bourbon. But yeah, I could do that at the same time. That's, are, that's definitely something I'm good at. One of those might be slightly healthier than the other one. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Doc G, you have trouble multitasking or, or single tasking? So here's the problem. I grew up multitasking because as a doctor, I was always talking to one patient and getting paged and doing paperwork and doing four things at once. But I'll tell you, it is really distracting and it still is the bane of my existence because even though I do part-time doctor work, I'm still always answering texts on my phone and I find it's just really disruptive. So I'm looking forward to the day where I don't have to multitask because I think I could concentrate more. Getting some movement in is next on the list. I'm going to take out, there's a couple in here that are advertisements and how those got voted up. I kind of talks, talks about the quality of the site, but doc G sticking with you, Damn. get some movement in before starting work, go for a walk, short bike ride. I don't know for me if it has to be before work, but getting movement in periodically during the day, I think sets my brain at ease so that I can do some of the harder work. So I know for instance, if I go take a nice walk, then I can sit down and do some of the more thought work to let's say, writing or thinking about something that's much more difficult. So it kind of slows my brain down in a really good way. I do find that uh, it, the same for me. I'm able to focus much more if I have uh, uh, some exercise in me before I start. OG, you talked about going to the gym first thing in the morning. Is that a good hack for you? Yeah, No, not in the least bit. Um, I am 100% not a morning person in any way, shape or form. I get up around the same time every day, which is right at the crack of about eight o'clock. And, uh, but I do do the walk thing, you know, probably four days a week I'll, I'll string together, you know, two and a half, three miles of, of just out, uh, shuffling along. But, um, I'm an afternoon gym person. I can't that's, do it. Uh, I can't do afternoon it. Break. And this is, I mean, study after study shows that you need to know yourself, right? I've seen that, that thing that says you are either a Robin, which is most people up super, you talk about crack of up at dawn. Most people are what they call eagles which is people between seven, seven and eight, seven and eight thirty. And then there's uh, owls, which are the night owls who are very much known for creativity, but knowing yourself, I think really helps. But for me being a Robin, if I don't, if, if I don't exercise first thing in the morning, I won't do it. Like I got to do it before my brain wakes up. Paula exercise, big, big thing for you. See, so what I'm, uh, what I've just started doing now that I'm, I'm done with school and like restarting my routine. I've been thinking about this a lot actually, cause I want to nail the routine now that I'm in that period of transition. Yeah. And what I've come to is my cognitive energy peaks first thing in the morning, and then it also peaks later in the day. But there's this inverse bell curve where in the middle of the afternoon, um, I've got a you know huge slump. So my strategy is working out during that mid-afternoon slump. Oh. Basically, the way that I'm trying to the, – the routine that I'm trying to build is wake up at 7, work from 8 until about noon, and then – Take a break from noon to three, maybe noon to four, where I just like have lunch, work out, do whatever. And then from four to seven or four to eight, be back on it again. That's funny. My hack for that time, because I won't work out then. I, I know my, I've, mm -hmm. I've tried for many years to work out during that slump and I don't. If I have a break there, I will say, okay, I'll go to the gym tomorrow. I'm taking a nap. And I'll take a nice, like mm -hmm. literally 25 minute nap and I'm, and I'm good. If I sleep for an hour, well, I'm in big trouble. That's good for your health too. It, yeah, it is. But then I don't work out. Right. So I got to get the mm -hmm. workout in and it's, it's both not, not either or. 
But for me, what I like to do during that afternoon slump, I schedule my meetings for then. So I have to be in it. Like I have to, I have to kind of slog through it. If I'm in a meeting with someone, I will work and I will get stuff done and I won't even feel the slump. But if I'm not, then I feel the slump, the slump in a big way. Uh, Dr. You're, you're nodding your head. What's your hack for getting through that mid afternoon slump? So I try to do moments of intense work followed by off periods. So depending on when, depending on the day, but yeah, the kind of early afternoon, I'm not so great. So I'll do intense work in the morning and then I'll definitely give myself a few hours off there. So I think that's kind of the easiest way to be focused and thoughtful all at once and then just kind of let your mind go and relax. That's funny because people, you know, people talk about the Pomodoro technique, right? This uh, work for 20 minutes at a time and studies show we can't, we don't focus for more than 20 minutes at a time anyway. You ever try that? OG, what's your hack for that? I've never heard of that ever, but trying to keep meetings to, you know, 45 minutes, I think is pretty well known. You pass an hour of a speech or something like that and it's gone. Is there another one on this list, Paula, that really lights you up that you saw yourself completely agreeing with? I like the one about batch your emails. Don't answer them too often. It says ruthlessly pursue zero inbox, which I disagree with. Me too. But I like the other component of it. Batch your emails. Don't live in the inbox. When do you batch them? Oh, once every 10 months. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I haven't gotten back to you. (laughs) I see in 2021, you sent me an email. Oh, you there there was an opportunity. You wanted to hire me as a speaker two years ago and pay me a hundred grand to tour with Taylor Swift. And I missed it. I see in the, the email that you sent me, uh, you were saying we're, we're looking forward to 2020, which we think is going to be a great year ahead. <laughs> and yes, it was. Thank you. <laughs> but on that note, you know, the reason I asked you that, Paula, is because I'm sure you've heard, seen this yourself too. Like it's a mistake to do your email first thing in the morning because you're working on Mm -hmm. somebody else's agenda, not yours. Right. Exactly. The way that I uh, think about it is there's inbound and there's outbound. Inbound is like that deluge, deluge, however you pronounce that. Deluge, yeah. Yeah. Of what everyone wants from you. And it comes through email, through WhatsApp, through text messages, through Instagram DMs, through Twitter. It's just like, bing, bing, bing. You know, it's never ending. And from every venue. But then there's what you want to create and put out there in the world. And create is kind of a a lofty term. So it might just be that you want to, quote unquote, create a couple of emails that you want to send out. It might be that you want to create a piece of writing, you know, like it could be something creative. Or it could just be like some task that you want to tackle that very well may be in your inbox. But one way or the other, do the outbound first. I have a difficult time with that, though, because when I go do the outbound, I see the inbound and I find myself, you know, I see myself cheating and looking. And so I try to batch those two later for when I do the inbound. I I Mm -hmm. go into email all at once because if I go in, it is going to be a cesspool no matter what I do. Oh, I I have an app that hides my inbox from me. Oh, send that to me. Well, yes. Oh, are we going to tell everybody? Oh, yeah. is 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 this a podcast where we do that? (laughs) <laughs> it's called Inbox When Ready. Hmm. Wow, that so is cool. It's like a Chrome extension, That's I think. F- fabulous. Yeah. Paula, why don't you like the uh, Inbox Zero idea? Oh, that just sounds like so much work. Yeah, no, I agree. It, yeah, it sounds like an enormous amount of work, and it also sounds like, at a certain point, feeling productive rather than being productive. Hmm. Hmm. Faux happiness. 
because I've got, yeah. I, it's like on December 31st every year, I file email bankruptcy and I just mm. delete all of the emails from the previous year. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you didn't hear from that me. That was the advice I got, OG, from uh, a coach. I actually got a coach from coach.me. You see this company mm-hmm. all over the place. And it was just coaching in box zero. And I thought I wanted it. Very first thing this guy did, his name was Marshall, did was all the emails that are more than two weeks old, just delete them all because you would have done something about them if they were. And I, and I went, no, no, I can't. And then I did. And it was fantastic. And nothing happened. And yes, I'm, I'm still here today. <laughs> OG, which one uh, lit you up? Which one do you find yourself nodding your head to? Well, uh, before this, I arbitrarily selected number 17 as the one uh, that really spoke to me. Without even looking. So what's number 17, Joe? <laughs> what is it, OG? <laughs> so tell us what it is, Joe. <laughs> what it is, uh, what is it, OG? We're going to make him actually look at this. Number 17 is slow-mo your life. Whatever activity you're doing, slow down your movement. You'll notice an immediate calming effect. Your brain starts to process things better. Okay, that You still one's... like it? Yeah. I mean, I think this kind of goes to the multitasking thing on a little bit, right? Like if you're kind of doing the, like, what's the phrase kind of be where you are, how many times do we start doing stuff or we're with somebody or we're, you know, whatever it is, we're like hanging out, you know, you're kind of looking across the room or you're at an event and you're having a conversation with somebody and you're just wondering who else is around the corner that you get to talk to or something. It's like, just be where you are, kind of the stop and smell the roses type of thing. I think will make make your life a lot easier for sure. That was a great hack for me that uh, technology companies are going to hate. I turned off all notifications. Mm-hmm. All notifications are off. Did you guys get inundated? I get into it. You got to turn on your notifications. You're going to miss this and this. I'm like, yep, I'm going to miss all of it. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll miss all of that. I don't love that one, OG number 17, but I certainly like the one right below it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It does need to be started. You and I get coaching from the same organization, Strategic Coach, and they talk about the 80% solution. Don't yeah. wait until you've envisioned it hundred percent in your brain because you'll never do anything. Get it eighty percent, then hand it off. Like just yep. let's just get it. Or moving. hand off the eighty percent and then you only have the twenty percent that's left. Yeah. You know, either way. Yeah. Just get it going. Mom always says don't like perfect be the enemy of good. And I think that one definitely resonates with me. Uh Doc G, which one spoke to you? So not to throw shade at the conversation, but stop obsessing over productivity hacks. The truth of the matter is, I think we actually have to give ourselves a little grace. Number 51 is the one that I liked on the 1 through 50 list. No, but I mean, on some level, I think a lot of us got to the place we are by being super efficient. And occasionally in life, you have to let it go and realize that it's fine to do something a little bit inefficiently and that that's okay. And sometimes when you stop and smell the roses, other opportunities or things come along And so I actually connect very much with that one. Paula, you and I have had this conversation a lot that in both the Stacking Benjamins community and the Afford Anything community, we just see so many people that are trying to opt. OG, you and I have talked about this a lot too. We just see people all the time that are, that are trying so they're so worried about optimization. They're just missing all the fun right in front of them. Right, right, exactly. And sometimes optimizing creates unnecessary additional complexity which then only creates more of the problem that you're trying to avoid. I couldn't agree more. I think it's a great place to leave this first half. Second half, we're going to throw the rest of this in the trash. I just want to hear your productivity hacks. We're going to take a a nod from Doc G and go, you know, we're not going to obsess with that list. Doc G, we're going to obsess with a different list. What do you guys like as productivity hacks? Uh, No more anti-productivity hacks, Doc. That's the only one you get. 
But before we do that, at the halfway mark of every Friday episode, we have a trivia competition between our three frequent contributors, which is OG, Paula, and Len Penzo. And uh, Doc, you are playing on behalf of Team Penzo, and that means some good news and some bad news. Which one would you like first? Give me the bad news. The bad news is you have to guess first, (gasps) which means... I'm going to anchor everyone. Darn it. (laughs) But I'm going to anchor them wrong. (laughs) This is the problem. I anchor them way off. For people that have never heard Doc G on this show as our frequent guest, uh, he tends to guess uh, slightly different than what the answer is. Slightly. (laughs) Slightly different. But the good news, though, Doc, is that you've got 10 points for Team Penzo and OG with seven and Paula not in last with seven as well. Still. We are halfway through the year See, and you still not in last place. I don't know what the hell's fantastic. going on. Fantastic. Tied for second. What I'm That's doing right. here for Len is I'm giving the little guy a chance. Yes. Even in the score up a little bit. <laughs> I don't. Well, I hope not. I hope you're going to play this hard. By the way, I want to do a shout out to TJ. TJ is the guy whenever uh, a guest comes on and you guys have all been on with people that ask this. Do we do the prices right rules like we used to do? And TJ wrote me just to say, hey, I'm the guy who is in Florida who said that he didn't like it. And you keep calling me Danny. And then you realized you were getting my name wrong. So you just called me Florida man. He's like, you can just, (laughs) he said, you could just keep calling me Florida man. So TJ, I realize you're not Danny now. Thank you for outing yourself. And I I promised OG, we'd just get him some swag or a book if he, uh, as an apology for maybe calling him either one of those things. Okay. Sure. You owe me like six apologies and I haven't gotten a shirt yet. Well, you know, I mean, that's because we've been friends for so long. It's built into our relationship, I think. Oh, it's that. I think that's the deal. (laughs) Also built into our relationship is you have the trivia question for everybody. So what do we got this week, Doug? Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And today we're talking about the 50 best life hacks in the world. And since we're on the topic, there were way more than 50 hacks during the French Revolution. I think that guillotine could do 50 an hour. What, too soon? Come on. It was just like at OG's house when he comes out in his underwear in front of his kids. They called it the Reign of Terror. And that's when thousands of people, including nobles, clergy, and even a fellow revolutionaries, were arrested and given the off-with-their-heads treatment, including King Louis XVI and his let-em-eat-cake queen, Marie Antoinette. Well, I bring this up not just because of the hacks reference, although that's pretty awesome, but because today is the anniversary of Bastille Day, which marks the storming of the Bastille Prison in 1789, an event that marketers have decided symbolizes the French Revolution in a more positive light than the guillotine. Smart move, French marketing people. This truly is financial trivia because the storming of the Bastille was fueled by economic grievances against the monarchy like high taxes and food shortages. I understand their struggles because I'm dealing with my own economic shortages right here. Pay up, Joe! Wow, that got hot. Yeah, sorry, I got a little (laughs) carried away there. The people want to be heard, though. In fact, that's just what the French wanted on Bastille Day. The attention of the oppressive monarchy and maybe some guns to arm their cause. But guns aren't the only thing they found stashed in the Bastille. My trivia question is, how many prisoners were in the Bastille when they stormed it? I'll be back right after I write down my demands. I got a crayon around here somewhere. And how do you spell cream 
brulee. Isn't that that? That's just, <laughs> yeah, I want that stuff. Cream brulee. <laughs> so good. Cream brulee. Uh, Paul, have you had cream brulee? <laughs> uh, you know, I will avoid the temptation to correct, correct the pr- pronunciation. <laughs> right. it, uh, but it's impossible to answer that question. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, start off with Doc G answering the question. A different question then. Doc, how many, how many prisoners were in the Bastille? So I told myself if I didn't have any idea that my answer was going to be 1,512 before I even knew the question. And so I don't really have any idea, but I like that number. So 1,512 prisoners. 1,512 locked in. And because OG finished ahead of Paula last year, that means OG goes second. How big were prisons back in the 1700s? That's the, really the question. How many cubits? I'm going to say I have no idea. <laughs> this is so dumb. 6,419. 6,519. My answer is dumb. That's what I was saying. My answer is dumb. Uh, 6,419. What was your number again? 6,419 or 6,519? Well, now I want to know why that matters. (laughs) (laughs) It matters. Just need to know. 6,419 is what I said. You sure you want to go with (laughs) 6,419? Is that your final answer? 6419. We'll lock that in. Paula, you got uh man, you got a little wide field goal there. Yeah. So Doc G, your your it was fifteen twelve, was that yours? I'm going with fifteen eleven. Paula takes the lower. Yeah. You actually think it was less than fifteen hundred people. Yeah, you know, when I heard the question, the number that popped into my head was eighty four. For no reason. It mm-hmm. that's just that number just popped into my head. So I figured I would capture the downside. Again, Paula, I tell you this every damn week, but you've gone with your gut every stinking week and it hasn't worked yet, <laughs> but you just keep going. So maybe, maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe you're, maybe you're right this doing time. The same thing over and over and expecting a different result. <laughs> and she's going to practice it today. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, those are our answers, man. They are all over the place. So uh, we're going to give you the answer in just a couple minutes. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money, and it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together, and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because 
Well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Doc, you started off with a number just over 1,000. What was his, what was his <laughs> answer? 1512. How are you feeling now that Paula took the number below you? I, so I skewed a lower, so I would not be surprised if it was less than that, but I went with my gut too, and I like 1512. It sounds like a good number. It feels good. Oh, gee, you're over 6,000. You're significantly higher than Paula. Paula's original thought was in the 80s. I, I don't. <laughs> I have no comment. Not not feeling great. And Paula, after Doug wanting to know if it was 6,400 or 6,500, you kind of avoided <laughs> that completely. <laughs> Well, I I just think that prisons probably didn't have that much capacity. Well, we're about to find out because, Doug, I think you got the answer to this thing. Who's going home with the win this week? Hey there, stackers. I'm oppressed employee and cake eater, Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And today we're slicing through a discussion about hacks and being productive. Three words that basically sum up the French Revolution and the guillotine. I know my history. I saw Les Miserables, Les, Les Miserables, something. Today marks a big day in French history and is known as Bastille Day, a day when the French people were fed up with food scarcity and taxes and got together and said something like, I'm just, just make something up top of my head, we're not going to take it, we're not going to take it. Anyway, you, you know what I mean. Then they proceeded to Jean-Claude Van Damme the hell out of the doors of the Bastille prison, finding both guns and inmates. My trivia question was this, just how many prisoners were in the Bastille when it was overtaken by the people? The answer? Well, as you know, you own, you don't have to be right. You just have to be the least wrong. And we had some very, very big wrongness in <laughs> these answers. <laughs> Lots of wrongness. OG was off by just 6,412. Doc was off by 1,505. Paula was off by 1,504 because the answer is there were just seven prisoners in the Bastille when it was stormed. Yes, seven. Look, I'm no warden. That's Joe's department here. But it seems like they could have just rented them all an Airbnb for a hell of a lot less money. But they probably lost their heads and overpaid on that huge building instead. So congratulations to Paula. Incredible. Does this mean Paula. I'm tied for first now? No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. Pump the brakes. Darn. No, you have eight. Len still has 10. All right. Well, I'm firmly in second. Why bother? 
with only seven prisoners? Like, couldn't they find well, something bigger and, and more grandstanding at, than to so bail actually, out seven prisoners? No, that was part the, of the thing. Uh, it was the Don, guns. The, no, the thing was the guns, but also because they were really upset with wait, like the uh, monarchy wasting money, the Bastille actually held 5,280 prisoners. It's like a mile of prisoners. And, there you uh, go. See? That was a joke. So it held 5,280. <laughs> they knew there were only seven in there, and it was a representation of the excesses of the monarchy. So that's why they picked that building. And, oh, the guns were a nice side benefit. It's amazing that Doug can't pronounce creme brulee, but he can tell us the back history of the Bastille. I slept through a lot <laughs> just, of history classes, just, and some of it sunk just, in. Just incredible. Something else incredible is that the second half of this conversation is brought to you by DepositAccounts.com. Doc G, you know what happens when you go to DepositAccounts.com? What happens? I have no idea. Well, you go like this. You put in DepositAccounts.com. You hit return like I am now, and we're slightly ahead, so you're going to want to go check it yourself. But... The national average on savings accounts is 0.41%. The top 1% of savings accounts paying 4.41% as of this recording. CDs, national average 3.47. Deposit accounts says top 1% averaging 5.4%. You do a lot better on savings, CDs, checking, and money markets if you just let them compete head-to-head. See what the top 1% is. You'll find them all at depositaccounts.com. All right. You're going to find here in the second half of this discussion that we are talking not about this list, but about your favorite things to stay productive. Paula, when we talk about productivity, your best Paula Pant productivity hack. You know, I think um, delineating when you're working and when you're not, having some, some firm boundaries around that, that that can help, you know, it helps you focus when you're at work and then turn off when you're not. And there are various ways to make that happen. It could be that you have a dedicated office that's separate from your home. I think that's ideal. It might be that you have just a dedicated space in your home that like all you do when you're in that space is work. Um, it could be specific times of day. It could even be like an article of clothing, like these are my work pants, you know. Whatever it is, I think there needs to be some containers that demarcate I'm on, I'm off. Well, oh, gee, I know you second that one, right? I mean, you've even got different days of the week that where you do different tasks. I feel like there's such a great joke there about these are my work pants, and I'm trying to trying to really put it together. Like the fact that I'm wearing pants today means I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. Otherwise, I would be pantless. Otherwise, it's the reign of terror again. <laughs> Otherwise, it's the reign of terror all over again. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it in free days and focus days are types of, you know, different types of, of work times. I also have the space and and as a signal to me when I'm done, I don't, you know, everybody thinks I close the door so the kids don't get in or the cat or something. No, it's for me to say I'm done for the day. I close the door and, you know, it's the old school, you know, the shopkeep like locks the door and walks home. And that's kind of my signal to myself like, okay, I'm done for the day. I'm not going back into this room. I don't care what happens. It's funny. There was a mentor I had a long time ago who said the laziest solution you can come up with is to expand the time box. It's to take that box of time I'm going to work on a task and I just make it bigger. And and next thing you know, it's just all consuming and you're getting next to nothing done. Actually, the better the better hack is to shrink the time box because then you find your efficiency in that. Doc G, your favorite hack? So I create different environments which put me in the zone for the things I'm about to do. So for instance, I have my environment in which I podcast, a certain place I sit with the mic in front of me, with the lighting, just so. And when I create that environment, I find that it takes my brain to that place where I'm 
do a really good job at doing that thing. Another thing, for instance, is if I'm writing, like I have a specific desk and a place I like to write. And so I found that by creating these different environments for activities that I really want to be deeply concentrated in, if I recreate that environment, it gets me there immediately to the point where I can be very productive right away because I, I'm in that environment. I've created that environment for myself. So it's really easy to slip in and out of doing kind of major work. Is anybody else thinking of Doc right now, like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, where he always had to sit in the one specific spot and nobody else could be there? And it's because that spot had the best view of and all of that stuff. I think I'm getting a Doc picture. Doc G's got Doc. his chair. You got your chair. Yeah. Do you tell the family that, Doc? Yeah, no one else can sit in this chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah for this sure. Is, this is dad's chair. <laughs> well, that's, that really, though, OG, is the same thing you're really saying by closing the door on the space, right? Kind of what Doc G's saying. You've got your spot that you do the thing and then you leave that spot. Uh, yeah, kind of. I, I do move around a little bit depending on the environment. You know, I'll, I'll work from different places in the house because we work from home, you know, but podcasting is always in the same place, obviously in the basement, but other stuff, you know, I'll sit outside or do whatever. So I'm not, I'm not the, uh, in the zone type of person, but I do always have music on. So that's kind of a, that's a trigger for me also, like something in the background. I have doc thinking about what you said and how much that resonates with me that I have different spots where I do different type of work. And then if I'm still not getting it done, I just can't get my brain to work. I will break that rule and go work from somewhere else on purpose. And I find often that'll get rid of the block that I have too. So I totally do what you're talking about. And then I break it on purpose on a, on a bad day. Is that day. why you go to movie theaters all the time in the middle of the day, Joe? Are you working that's at right. the movie theater? That's, that's right. Break the block. Working. I, go, I go work in the afternoon to become unblocked. Yes. Uh, OG, your favorite uh, productivity hack? Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep is my favorite. My favorite thing to do. Almost. I think that just having like ha- having a schedule. My second favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> After podcasting, of course. Yes. After podcasting, Dumb. of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, second-ish favorite thing. My first-ish favorite thing. But we spend so much time, especially if you're creative, you spend so much time always kind of on and you have to have a rhythm to, you know, when, when it's time to shut it down. And, you know, from a uh, health standpoint, we know that sleep is a super key component to uh, longevity. Having that pattern of like, it's kind of always the same, you know, my phone goes off at eight o'clock, like in terms of, you know, it goes on, do not disturb at eight at nine 30, I get ready and go to bed. You know, it's like, this is the same rhythm of the day. And when it gets kind of fouled up along the way, you can feel it. Your, your body isn't right. Your mind's not right. You know, there's all the domino effects to that. And so if you want to have a great day or a great week, you got to set that up. And, you know, you see people who have their work schedule during the week. And then on the weekends, they stay up till two in the morning or something like that. Just, it just takes forever. Sorry about that. (laughs) This is is my, my travel microphone. Apologies. I also can't keep it up. <laughs> Ouch. Thanks, Paula. That's exactly what I needed today. Was that from you? We're talking so, about OG not being in a so well in the basement and in, and he just knocked over the pile of books. I appreciate that. Um, um anyways, so yeah, I I'm one way or the other, basically, is what Paula said. So <laughs> Uh, Paula, does it surprise you that when I asked all three of you, and, and, and I, I know all three of you well enough, to, you were three incredibly productive people. You get a lot of stuff done, but everybody's stuff, Paula, was not about being productive. It was about shutting it off between sleep 
and mm-hmm. and having the time box only be so big on your end and Doc G having I've got these places where I work and the places where I don't. Does that surprise mm-hmm. you that all three of you focused on not being productive? Hmm, that's a good observation. I think what that speaks to is the notion that, uh, as you said, many people think that productivity is simply putting in more hours uh, because hours are an easy metric. They're quantifiable, right? You can track it and therefore you can kind of pretend that that's what matters. But I think when you focus on being results oriented rather than being hourly oriented, then the game changes. And so the focus on shutting it off, they're all tactics that get you to think in a more results oriented manner rather than in a time oriented manner. Let's talk about that a little bit because that speaks to preparation. And I'd love to know how each of you prep for a great week. For me, the key is Sunday night. Sunday night, if I'm going to have a great week, I sit down and I plot it all out in my head and I'm not thinking Monday morning. You know, Monday morning, I'm already, I can just get in there and start doing it. Doc, for you, what's the, what's the preparation key to being productive? I think there are a few things that make me productive and happy throughout the week. One is that I have certain unmovable time commitments that make up the structure or framework of my week. So I know that there's certain things I'm going to be doing. For instance, every Thursday, I have a meeting from nine to 12. And so knowing that there's these guideposts to the week actually is is feels very good to me because then I know where the unstructured time is. So I like to have these moments of work, but then also have lots of unstructured time because I think as we were talking about before, it's actually when you turn it off, I find, especially hopefully as someone I define myself as a creative, when I turn it off is actually when I come to some of my most interesting thoughts, ideas, and processes. It's when my brain is kind of wandering and I'm not being quote unquote productive when I come up with my best ideas and then I can then fit into working on those during those productive time periods. Oh, gee, how about for you? Uh, how do you prepare to be most productive? It's hmm. a really great question because I do no preparation for it. I knew that you knew that, which is uh, funny that you asked that, but I, I particularly don't pay any attention to anything on Sundays because of the fact that I want it to still continue to be a free day. You know, I want it, I want that day to be clear. I just do what other people tell me to do. Like Doc, I've got the different time blocks of time. Like, okay, I know that, you know, we're going to do the show at this time, or I know that we're going to have client meetings at this time, or I have one-on-ones with team people at this time. But the rest of it is pretty well open for for other people to to tell me what to do. And And that's intentional because Doc, like you, I think all of us have a, a bunch of creativeness. And if we've got the space to be creative, that's where we do our best work. Our best work is not doing the thing. It's thinking up the thing and then handing it off to somebody else to do the thing. And so we have to have that space to be able to think up the thing, basically, whatever it is, and then, you know, and then assign it out to other parts of the team. So so my best use is not to be sitting at a desk pounding out emails. It's to be thinking up stuff like that's the best use of my time. Yeah, but your the reason I asked you that actually is just in my experience, long term working with you is that your preparation then and you had it in your answer and for people that didn't hear it, your preparation is surrounding yourself with the right people because you've you've got people that can set up that agenda in a way and you've helped them set up the agenda in a way that you can make sure that you're as productive as, as possible, which really for the leader of an organization, I think is super important. You're only going to go as far as as, as those people around you. And, and obviously that's that's deliberate. Well, that's true. Yeah. And that's why we're here, Joe. And that's, that's why, why you guys are there. We that's all right. just serve OG. It's exactly what <laughs> If more of the world here. knew that, life would be a lot easier for everybody. Yeah. 
It's almost like, Doug, that uh, we were having a holiday party in my house one year when I was a financial planner, and uh, the spouse of uh, someone that worked with me, I was telling him about just how I had the cat trained, because I knew when the cat wanted to go outside, I knew when the cat wanted to eat, and the dude guy, Rick, looks at me and goes, no, dude, you're trained. <laughs> That's right. Cat is not trained. He's That's the exactly cat's trained you. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Which OG has trained us, Doug. He's trained us. God, I didn't even feel it happening. I, I know. That's what they all say. Uh, Paul, how about for you, preparation? You know, I guess there's a difference between what I would like to do and what I actually do. What I actually do is nothing. What I would like to do is at the beginning of my week, I, and I actually have, I have like a handful of monthly planners that have kind of sat empty. But at the beginning of my week, ideally what I would like to do is sit down and chart out like what are the major things that I want to accomplish this week. It's that starting with the end in mind and then backtracking from there. All right, what do I want to accomplish each specific day in order to get to that end of week goal? So in theory, that's what I would be doing if I was a better version of myself. <laughs> are you those planners from 2022? Uh, yes. In fact, let's see. I'm at 2020 oh, also, oh, not 2022. Here's November 2022, and then <laughs> let's see, we got we got May, yeah. But you know, I I can just reuse them this year. It's yeah, fine. that's right. Every what? And then how often till the dates repeat? Where like the fourth of a month is on a Tuesday? Like if you just wait long enough, you'll have that. <laughs> then you just X out the 31st because that month doesn't have the 31st. Cross out May and put July or whatever it is, and you're yeah, good. I'll cycle back, and then I'll totally I'll totally miss that it's leap year. You know. <laughs> It's the true circle of life, circle of the calendar life. Yeah, Doug? When it says it's Sunday in the planner, but it's really a Tuesday, she just doesn't show up to do anything that day because right. the planner <laughs> says it's Sunday, I'm off. It's Sunday. It is my, it's my Sunday. Yes, every day's like Sunday, to quote Morrissey. Uh, I think that's a great, when I'm doing Morrissey quotes, it's time to end the podcast. So <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and find out what's going to Paul has no idea who Morrissey even is. <laughs> is that Jim Morrison? <laughs> Different guy. <laughs> If, okay. I'll explain it later. But for now, let's find out what's going on where you guys are. Uh, we'll have our special guest, Doc G, go last. OG, what you got going on this weekend, man? Hmm. Great question. Um, not a lot of anything. We finished a couple weeks up in Michigan, and I think the family is still up there. They haven't reported in lately, <laughs> so I think they're still okay. And then me and... They might be. Me and my uh, oldest son. Does that sound suspicious, Doug? He's like, I left my family in northern Michigan. I haven't heard from them. I have no idea what might have happened. Some, some of the family. You didn't realize this is a true crime podcast. Yeah, that's, right. that's exactly right. The good news is we're all going to be famous. They're like, here's when he went on the podcast and pretended he had no idea. <laughs> I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> he feels like he's on a witness stand and he better stop talking he pleads the fifth <laughs> that's that's it paula what's happening at the afford anything podcast oh at the afford anything podcast well you and i answer audience questions joe and we have just started putting videos on youtube like actual videos videos we've we've uploaded audio to youtube for years but we are now finally starting to upload actual videos of our actual faces so, Which is our version of the Reign of Terror, right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So internet, these are our faces. Here it comes. Yes. Only at the Afford Anything podcast and now YouTube channel. Well, like you exactly. said, YouTube channel has been around for a long time. But Yeah. 
Exactly. YouTube.com slash afford anything. With video. With video. Now Doc with video. G, thanks for, can you see that splash? Now with video. Doc <laughs> G, thanks for hanging out with us again, man. It's always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure, Joe. I'm, uh, I'm excited that even though you were off by over, well over a thousand on your trivia answer, you only lost by one. And, like, that, that's, and that's something better to be, than usual. That's something like, to be very, very proud I'm of. I'm usually off by hundreds of thousands, so <laughs> just a few thousand here and there, no big deal. It's fantastic, my friend. What's going on at Earn and Invest? Well, actually, this morning I asked ChatGPT, and this is what it came up with. It said, <laughs> join us for thought-provoking conversation that empowers you to earn and invest wisely, shaping your future while making informed decisions today. So that is what we are doing on Earn and Invest wow. right out of the mouth wow. of ChatGPT. I couldn't describe it any better. We also have Ava Jurgens on this week. She started at the age of 15 investing in real estate, bought her first property, set up a complex deal where her parents paid for a certain percentage and she paid for another percentage. She's now 18. She makes over six figures in her own digital marketing company. She finished high school at the age of 17 and is not going to college. An underachiever. That's obnoxious. (laughs) Nobody needs that in this world. And her goal is to be a billionaire. Well, she's, she's on the track. Most definitely. She's on the track. And that's a conversation with Ava on the Earn and Invest podcast. That's that's fascinating. I I would love to hear how she yeah. uh, bought stuff at 15. It's amazing. Well, you know how you can hear about that, Joe. Yep. <laughs> Not on the Stitcher app. <laughs> Don't go to the Stitcher app. You can listen to Earn and Invest on wherever you listen to fine podcasts. Last thing, stackers, as you listen to this, after this weekend on Monday, the 17th, I will be in Minneapolis and I still, as we record this, because I'm about to leave, so we're recording this a little early. I don't know where, but we are having a meetup in Minneapolis at either 6 or 6.30. This is very... Just drive around town. You might pump into it. You us. will eventually find it. There'll be a drunk guy pouring himself out of a taxi cab at a hotel. He'll definitely want right to... Right to me, uh, go, Joe, either it'll be posted in the basement, you'll hear about it in the 201 newsletter... If you don't want to join our Facebook group and you don't want to get our newsletter, then just email me, joe at stackybenjamins.com and say, where is it going to be in Minneapolis? So with all those specifics, join me in Minneapolis. And on Tuesday, I will be somewhere in Des Moines, Iowa. It's easier to, to search for me in Des Moines, Iowa on Tuesday because uh, it's not nearly as big a city as Minneapolis, St. Paul. So uh, yeah, drive around Des Moines. Uh, but again, I will... Uh, I'll let you know. Joe, will you have like a, a red and white striped shirt on because you're <laughs> doing a Where's Waldo? I will. I'll be the guy out in front of the microbrewery spinning the card. You know, <laughs> this is how I got invited to every party in high school. The party it's the party's just going to be in that western part of the Somewhere. neighborhood. Somewhere. You'll yes. find us. You'll probably find us, Doug. Don't just give it a try. Yes. We'll post it in the Facebook group. We will also have it in the 201 newsletter and... Uh, like I said, email me, joe at stackingbenjamins.com if you're anywhere near Minneapolis or you're near Des Moines. So that is what's going on with me. It's going on with all you guys. We'll also link to everything that uh, is going on at Afford Anything and Earn and Invest on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. All right, Doug, you got it from here, man. What should we have learned today? Well, Joe, first, take some advice from our panel of so-called experts and use productivity hacks to save yourself time and accomplish your goals. Second, can't decide which life hack will have the greatest impact? Take a lesson from OG and just arbitrarily pick number 17 from a list on the internet. 
The point is, just get started. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be an incremental improvement. But the big lesson? Joe's mom doesn't think it's funny when you celebrate Bastille Day by kicking in her front door. Next year, she suggested I just get some macaroons and wine instead. Kind of wish I thought of that. Thanks to Doc G for joining us today. You can check out his amazing podcast, Earn and Invest, wherever you're listening to me right now. We'll also include links in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. Thanks to Paula Pant for hanging out with us today. You'll find Paula's fabulous podcast, Afford Anything, wherever finer podcasts are found. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2023, and is created by Joe Salcihai. Our producer is Karen Rebine. This show was written by Lacey Langford, who's also the host of the Military Money Show, with help from me, Joe, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. Kevin Bailey helps us take a deeper dive into all the topics covered on each episode in our newsletter called The 201. You'll find the 411 on all things money at The 201. Just visit stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Tina Eichenberg makes the video version of this show. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude and Kate Yunkin are our social media coordinators, and Gertrude is the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. So say hello when you see us posting online. To join all the basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. Not only should you not take advice from these nerds, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you next time back here at the Stacking Benjamin Show. What do you suppose they call that? A novelty act? I don't know, but it wasn't too bad. Well, that's a novelty. I hadn't been to a wedding in a long time. I've been to a couple of receptions, but hadn't been to the ceremony in a in a while. But we're getting into that age where all our friends' kids, uh, Paula, might be having a car crash. Earthquake <laughs> <laughs> in New York City, Paula. <laughs> uh, deal, dealing with a mic that won't stay attached to a table. Uh, BRB. Can't get the mic to stay up. Okay, got it. Yeah, heard about those problems. <laughs> <laughs> if the mic stays up for longer than four hours. <laughs> I have to do something different. Anyway, the 
officiant of the wedding was the bride's sister. She did an incredible job, but it was very, it was very casual, but she really did do a great job, but she was more of an MC that surprised everybody. What's that? She was more of an MC. Yeah. She really sort of rode that line right between a little bit of like, I got my officiant thing on the internet for, you know, but then now I'm your sister. She went back and forth. So she balanced that well. And there were a couple of little stumbles and she handled that with grace. So that was all good. But she did have the bride and groom do a shot of vodka on the mm. altar. Mm. <laughs> sure, Jesus approved. <laughs> is this well? It was non-denominational, but I thought, is this what it's? Is this what weddings are nowadays? And then <laughs> they wrote their vows, which everybody does now. And instead of vows, you know, I pledge this, or I will, or I won't, or whatever. It was just sort of like the. Here's the story of us, like you'd write in the back of a yearbook. It's like I, you know, that time we went to the Kentucky Fried Chicken was awesome and I knew I loved you when and it was just it just felt different. So Josh with his ice water made me think of love, vodka, <laughs> love and the vodka and shots needing on the a altar. shot of vodka to get married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about a wedding. You know, you know the tradition of icing someone when you hide a Smirnoff ice yeah. in a random yeah. place My son and then did whoever that. finds it has to To me. Yeah. I don't know this. So Tell I, me I more. heard once about a wedding where the woman had it tucked into her garter belt. Oh. The bride had it tucked into her garter belt. So at That's the moment funny. that the the groom like lifts up the the skirt to like pull off the garter to throw it into the crowd, he gets iced. That's funny. Actually, that's pretty good. Did you see, by the way, Paula, that uh, Carrie in our Facebook group, The Basement, Spindrift mm -hmm. now has a hard Spindrift. Speaking of Smirnoff Ice, there's hard Spindrift <gasps> now. face light up. Mm -hmm. I know. The world just shifted you for Paula. You might need a 12-step program, Paula. <laughs> wow. The official drink of the Stacking Benjamins podcast. Well, it's actually, I think, more afford anything, right? Because I sabotaged you that day on afford anything. So it yeah. truly is. Really, we're mixing metaphors for people that uh, don't know what's going on. I, I one day horrified Paula because I brought out a Spindrift and I did all this advertising for Spindrift, which was not um, appreciated by Paula and also not... Uh, she, it's not a sponsor. She wasn't getting paid for it. <laughs> and the more she hated it, the more I went on about the delicious flavor <laughs> and about the, the, the wonderful taste. And so Steve Stewart at a, at a conference we went to, brought us like spindrifts every hour on the hour, the entire conference. <laughs> yeah. And then when we went on book tour, a handful of uh, fans brought, spindrift. brought us spindrifts. <laughs> yes. Tucker iced me, my oldest son, but he, I think he was like a freshman in college or a sophomore in college. He iced me, but after he'd been driving my car. So all I knew is he'd been driving my car. I get in, look in the glove box for something, and there's an ice in the glove box. And I went off on him. Cause I didn't know, like it didn't occur to me that my kid was icing me. I kind of knew what it was, but I didn't mm. put two and two together and think, Oh, he's playing a practical joke. All I can think of is he's been, that, that was just his quick thinking. <laughs> that wasn't a thing. He's the one that started it. He's like, dear internet, let me tell you how I got out of get my ass kicked by my dad. I never thought of that, Josh. That is a great <laughs> point. That could have just been him getting out of it. Yeah. Dude, no dad. No, no, no. This was a joke I was playing on you. You're supposed yeah. to drink it. 16-year-olds exactly around the, the country are learning something, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. exactly how the conversation went to. And I was reading him the riot act. And he was like, but no, but, 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 no, no, no. You guys have uh, seen people get iced. Have you ever seen somebody get umbrellaed? Doc G and I saw a woman get umbrellaed at a restaurant in Chicago, what, just over a week ago? What is a week that? A half ago. 
what is umbrella? You're getting umbrella is where you have your drink and it doesn't have an umbrella in it, and it but it's super windy out, and the umbrella at the table next to you comes over and slams you in the face when it gets picked up by the wind. Yeah, like that almost almost impales you, but thankfully it didn't. Yeah. Wow. That that woman was woman was not happy. Did she get a free drink. Talk about Doug not being happy. Yeah, when he got iced, that woman was very unhappy when she got umbrellaed. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. One more thing. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of YouTube, when um, and uh, uh, Dana and Paula did this naturally last time, and Tina really liked it. When they announce your name, make sure you look at the camera and wave. Because that was when cool. When they announce your name. When they. <laughs> when, <laughs> when that voice from above. I have pronouns, and it's not they, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That no, you're in a, your hole is so f-ing deep right now. Mm. That, not not letting you out of that one. Steve, keep that as a blooper at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout outs to all of our friends who have served in the military and let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend og who spent time in the military and of course we know what a giver he is even when he pretends like he's being uh, mr surly navy federal offers member only exclusive rates discounts and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals visit navyfederal.org celebrate and you'll see all their military appreciation month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. 